the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Healthcare premiums through the roof. So much to think about when it comes to healthcare. Who do you talk to? Where do you go next? Well, we've got your answer to navigating the healthcare world. Welcome to Healthcare Now with hosts Mark Chayette and Larry Jones. And now let's head into the Healthcare Now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now and thank you for joining us this Saturday afternoon. I'm Dr. Mark. This is my host, Larry Jones. How are you doing, Larry? Good afternoon, Dr. Mark. I tell you, Larry, our show has always been about building educated healthcare consumers, and we've got a really good show today. We're going to talk very specifically about Medicare and enrollment that's coming up. enrollment coming up next month. So really, really important stuff. Um, I know it impacts all of our listeners because you're either... So a product yep. that you need or a product that someone in your family is, yep. can, it's going to be very good. I'm really and, you looking know, forward to that. We've talked many times on the show about the differences in the different Medicare yep. programs yep. and even the Medicare trust fund. Right. And these are the experts from Cigna Healthcare that They're are going to be with us for a couple of segments. No, yeah. looking yeah. forward okay. to that. Yep. So today's the 18th. Um, yep. Last week, we kind of purposely didn't jump all over uh, what, what our nation was remembering in mourning yes. uh, was, with, was uh, Nine eleven of two thousand one, uh, right. but but we we specifically wanted to revisit this week about a kind of a re- very important and related topic. Yes, and you know that is some of the findings that researchers have found over the yeah. last. I mean, here we are at twenty years, and they've noted that m- many of the nine eleven first responders mm-hmm. have elevated risks of certain cancers. Yeah, so there's well, some stats you're going to hit me with that. I but, will, but I think and it's really know, important that we back, talk about that. Uh, the terrorist attack of 9-11 really reminded us that health impacts of this tragedy continue to, to oh, yeah. go on and on. And I think that's where you're coming from. A couple of the stats, Dr. Mark Research has found that uh, the 9-11 first responders had an elevated risk of certain cancers, like you said, and roughly 25% increased risk in prostate cancer, a double risk of thyroid cancer, and a 41% increase in the risk for leukemia. Right, and we're not, you know, we're not sharing this to pile it on. No, we really want to bring up a very important point that that there's there's some good news here. There is uh, one is that first responders are also thirty five percent more likely to to survive their cancers than the general population. Right, and some of that is due to the comprehensive screening. And, and care through the World Trade Center Health Program, which most people don't even know well, about. Well, it was formulated after 9-11. Sure, of course, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. So so I think there was some foresight into what this tragedy might might bring us. And I think at that time, initially, they thought a lot about mental health. And no that certainly was a huge yeah. part of this. And I don't know that anybody expected to see these changes. You know, obviously, it's an exposure yeah. issue uh, that that some of these cancer mm. percentages have bumped up. Yeah. But... but People are not being forgotten. The no. survivors are not being forgotten. Yeah. And I just, you know, I think yeah. it was really important for us to talk about that and, and kind of nice to give it a... It's, well, been, it's been a very heavy week, well, I think. I thought that yeah. was the way that yeah. we bring this in. You know, researchers continue to track the incidence of cancer to determine the long-term effects of this 
terrible tragedy right. that we right. had to deal with. Yep. And, you know, the other thing I wanted to mention, Mark, Dr. Mark, is those babies are turning 21 this year. Yes, yes. Legal adults. Yep, yep. I, I thought, mean, what, an, what a milestone in these kids' lives. Sure. Uh, yeah, based about, on what memory. happened absolutely. when they were babies. No, absolutely. No, it was, it has, it's been a, it's been quite a week of, uh, of memories and discussions and Very observations. Yep. Well, let's jump into okay. uh, today. And we're going to talk about COVID? I think we've got to talk a little <laughs> bit about COVID. I mean, okay. so this is going to be our, this is a rough first segment, I think. I hope people uh, stay tuned yep. for the good stuff that's coming back. You right, know, we don't right, need to give all right, sorts of bad right, news. Right. But uh, on Thursday, September 9th, President Biden laid out a new bundle of COVID vaccine requirements yep. Yep. aimed at protecting the, the public health. And, yep. you know, there's been, a, there's been a lot of blowback. Um, a lot of pushback on this. I mean, I think the... The upcoming emergency rule was to require all U.S. employers Mm -hmm. that have more than 100 employees to require their workers to be either vaccinated or submit to weekly tests. Weekly tests at their own expense. Right. And he's already stated that all government employees are have to be vaccinated. Right. And so uh, except let me throw something in here, Dr. Mark, that Mm -hmm. uh, the CDC just came out with this uh, a couple of days ago. And it says relative to vaccinated people, those who are unvaccinated and infected with COVID-19 face a 10 times higher risk of hospitalization and an 11 times more likely to die. Right. Unvaccinated. Unvaccinated. So, yep. Yep. I mean, those are you, some huge the, those numbers. Are, those are really big numbers. Yep. And, and yep. you know, people have chosen to try not to believe them from the beginning, but yep. they're not. It, it's. It, that statement's new, yep. but but that observation yep. has been going on and on. Right. Well, I understand you got your uh, booster, Doctor Mark. I did. I got Talked my booster. About that. Yeah, I got my booster just last week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was fine. It was uh, did it at uh, one of the uh, hospitals that I work at. Mm-hmm. They wanted everybody in the Department of Surgery to go ahead and get a booster if they'd been right. eight months out, which I was. I'll get mine in a couple of weeks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was just a drive through. Uh, no side effects. The mm-hmm. old. You know, punch in the arm, and uh, that was so it. So it was the same shot, the same yes. dosage, and correct. Nothing so different. It, yeah, they, we call it a, okay. the booster, but that's just it's really the, the third it, shot. It's just a third shot. Yeah, it's I got you. Third shot. Okay. So, yeah, that's I, important for our listeners to know. Yep, and I think yeah. a lot of people were uh, talking a lot about if they got the Johnson and Johnson, and there's not going to likely be a Johnson and Johnson booster. Exactly. Um, so can they get a Moderna or a Pfizer? And science-wise, the answer is yes, mm-hmm. uh, for, but it's all going to be in the delivery system because I had a friend that went out, I think they had received Moderna, and mm-hmm. they went to their first Walgreens and so were they told- they Pfizer. They, well, yeah. no, they said, no. we only have Pfizer. Yeah. We won't yeah. give it to you. They went to three before they finally mixed and matched. And let them do yeah. it. Yeah. And yeah. so I think, okay. again, according yeah. to the science, that it, it doesn't matter. Right. Uh, I guess there is some discussion on, well, if you- didn't have a reaction to one particular one, then maybe it was good to st- stick with that one. I don't know that statistically yeah. that makes any sense. Well, you know, preferably from my standpoint, my first two were Pfizer, and I think I would prefer to have another Pfizer. Yeah, that's and that's fine. just my you own know what? personal Anything preference. that makes you more comfortable. There's probably nothing scientific yeah. about that. No, I mean, yeah. st- I mean, it seems it, it's sensible though. Yeah, and but anything, and that's sort of the message. Anything that makes a person more comfortable about yeah. getting the vaccine, just like when. You know, the Pfizer vaccine got its full approval. Yep. That that was a thought that, you know, now more people would be, feel a little bit better mm-hmm. about it. And interestingly, the whole discussion about boosters is really from Washington. It's not from right. the CDC right. or the FDA. I'm glad you mentioned that because I believe yesterday, the 17th, 
the FDA's, uh, they have a committee that meets on this stuff, and they're still debating whether there even right. is a need for the third right, right. vaccine. No, so, so, so that, I don't yeah. know if I don't know the outcome of that no, yesterday, but uh, we'll have to see what happened. Yep. And I, I would assume that it's coming pretty quickly yep. uh, because it does. It is something that makes sense. Although I did also see an interesting uh, piece mm-hmm. that some some folks in government aren't being mandated to get the vaccine, and those would right. be. Our uh, House of Representatives and our senators Congress. are not mandated. Yeah, yeah so Congress yeah. is not. Well, evidently, the executive branch is being mandated, mm-hmm. but the right. legislative and the judicial branches are not required to get the vaccine. Yeah, that wasn't in our original Constitution, so I'm no. not sure how that all lays out. I'm not sure how that works, but, you know, hopefully most of those people have been vaccinated anyway, so it's a mute point. I would hope so. I hope I, so. I would hope yeah. so. I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think people are did try to set an example yeah. uh, for their yep. constituents, yep. but I'm sure there's some exceptions to that rule. And I'm yep. sure that the exceptions yep. will be the ones that we hear the most about. Right. And I hope they don't, I hope we don't hear about them because they're another number, like you just stated, of exactly. the unvaccinated that, exactly. that end out. So, yep. so it is another thing that's been kind of mm-hmm. industry is in, interesting is the mm-hmm. uh, house ways and means committee talking about uh, $3.5 trillion infrastructure, the package infrastructure package and yeah. how, Medicare is a part of that. Yes, yes. So, well, you how, know, how's that uh, you know, out? we've talked and, and, and we're going to have our Medicare experts on here in just a few minutes. Right. But I think it's interesting that if you recall when we talked about the Medicare trust fund mm-hmm. that potentially could be bankrupt in the next five years. Right. And yet in this House Ways and Means uh, $3.5 trillion package, they want to add dental, vision and hearing benefits to traditional Medicare in yeah. seven years, as well as coverage for major treatments and preventative services that right. Medicare doesn't cover today. Right. So laying this out, Dr. Mark, you got the the trust fund going bankrupt because there's not enough income. Mm-hmm. And yet you got Congress want to add benefits to the program. Right. Where right. does that fit? Well, I mean, <laughs> they need to the whole idea of that trust fund seems archaic and whether or not this is going to be a way to infuse dollars into that fund, but if they're going to infuse the dollars and spend it at the same time, that, that's yep. that's a that's a difficult issue to right. To, well, to look you know, at. one of, when you talk about <clears throat> dental vision and hearing, one of the big issues I think with beneficiaries of Medicare and, and our listeners will know this: Medicare doesn't cover hearing aids, right? And they want to add hearing aids and eyeglasses to these benefits for Medicare. And what our listeners are going to learn in our next few segments. When you join Medicare Advantage, most of these benefits, while they may be a limited amount, you they do have exist. benefit for that. Right. Yeah. yeah and as yeah. they'll point out that, you know, each beneficiary needs to kind of be thinking about what they need from That's their right. coverage. That's right. And certainly we can't we can't rely upon the the, the government yeah. to come up and figure out uh, what the right, right pick for you is. So you need to sort of pay attention right. to that. But yeah. but it is. That's a huge expenditure. Huge and expenditure. And there, there's, they know that. And these I'm, hearing aids can cost you two $3,000 yeah. an ear. Right, right. Yeah. And they do. And that's that's yeah. where the supplements really come in. Yeah. Because all the hearing aids, when you see the ads on it, they'll, they'll even say what it's going to cost you with or without that that's type right. of coverage. That's right. But, yeah. but yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how this pans out. It's yeah. not a secret the the numbers are already there. Yep. You know the the you right. know, the House Ways right. Means Committee has already calculated yep. all they the have. expenditure. The Office of but, Management and Budget. Yeah, but if we haven't numbers, if we haven't figured out a way to infuse more money into the system, yeah, we're I mean we're already predicted to go to zero. Exactly. So 
spending more and How not. How do you add to? Uh, that's like having a mortgage you can't afford and taking out a second mortgage, right. which is which is a lot. It's a <laughs> lot like what happens in Washington D.C. That's right. I mean, that's a, that's a that's a very sad and true true thing to say. So very true, isn't it? No. All right. So much much more on the uh, on the COVID. I think you know. Yep. Things things are. Yep. Things let me, are let me so, before we go to break. Let me mm-hmm. mention two other things. Sure. You know, aside from COVID, you know, we've been talking about this at a helm. Right. Well, the Energy and Commerce Oversight Committee uh, sent a letter to the FDA requesting more information on this Atahelm drug, which the FDA approved back in June right. for the treatment of Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And they're very concerned because of the not only the side effects and it, we've talked about the cost numerous times. Right. So I just I would be real interested today how much Atahelm has actually been prescribed to patients yeah, that's that's a tough one. Since I, don't, June. I mean, I can't imagine much because no, I, I wouldn't exactly think it's right. coverage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. think there's any coverage for it. Yeah. And I think more than the side effects, the real question was its efficacy. Yeah. At yeah. The, the, so they were looking to get information on the studies that the FDA looked at and said, yeah, this this is something that's worth doing. Yep. So, yeah, there's still more to, more to learn there. Um, I mean, I think from monoclonal antibodies, there's usually not much in the way of, of side effects. Right. But at fifty six thousand dollars a treatment, we need to we need to also know that it exactly. works. Yeah, Doctor Mark, we're going to take a break, and uh, we're going to come back with our Medicare experts from Cigna. Fantastic. Talk to you in a minute. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since twenty fifteen. Join the movement with us. IPNetworkFlorida.com. Mark Chayot, MD practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education, accepting all major insurance. 407-228-4774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Mark Chayot, MD, practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education accepting all major insurance. 407-228-4774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Mark Chayot, MD, practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education, accepting all major insurance. 407-228-4774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com. Welcome to Healthcare Now. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. Dr. Mark, we've got some excellent 
Medicare experts with us today. You know, earlier on in the show, we had talked about we're going to talk about the open enrollment period with Medicare coming up in October. And we've got Lisa Riley, who is the sales director for Florida for Cigna Medicare Healthcare. We have Randy Beck and Diana Castellanos as broker managers. And we have Ronald. What was Ronald's last name? Medeiros. Medeiros. Medeiros, yeah. Yeah, with uh, he's a field sales manager. But we're so glad to have all you guys with us today. And uh, we are very excited to talk about this upcoming Medicare annual open enrollment period. Lisa, why don't you tell our listening audience a little bit about why the open enrollment period is so important? Uh, so Medicare gives you know beneficiaries the opportunity to make a change in their health plan between October 15th and December 7th um, for January 1st effective date. Um, you can start speaking to beneficiaries. Um, on October 1st, but cannot actually make a decision or make a, a, a change until the 15th. So this is kind of the, the, the annual enrollment, very similar to what we had um, when we were, you know, as, when we work, where we make the decision for the year as to what we want our health plans to look like for our families um, in the coming year. It's, it's kind of like the wild card when, when Medicare allows everyone to make a change. And it's important because it's when you really get a chance to look at what you have to see if it's meeting your needs and to make a change if what you currently have isn't meeting your needs. So so that's the beneficiaries can make the changes. Now, you as, as Cigna, are you looking at what the strategies would be that would make the most sense? I mean, is it sort of a, a two-way period or are you sort of locked in on on what your offerings will be. So when you say that that change is being made, you're just talking about the beneficiaries going from one plan to a different plan, not changes in the plan. Well, actually, Dr. Mark, every year they have to re-up and re-enroll in Medicare. Right, right, right. And so, you know, uh, actually, to to follow up on Dr. Mark's question, uh, Randy, why don't you talk about if a Medicare beneficiary is currently on a plan and doesn't do anything did they just automatically re-enroll them? Yes, they just automatically re-enroll to the next to the next year. Right, and they don't have any choice on uh, making a change if if they don't choose to do so. If they choose not to do anything, nothing will happen to their current plan that they're on. Right uh, now, I think you know the the listeners are sort of either used to going through that process, or those that haven't have gone through similar processes with the ACA. Have their these dates have been pretty standard year after year after year? Have they not? They have, and I'll take that, Larry, if you'd, sure. if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that changed a couple of years ago uh, was that they brought, Medicare brought back what we call OEP. So what happens was they, the AEP has always been, obviously, from, you know, October 15th to December 7th for a January 1st effective date. And um, a couple of years ago, the open election period was brought back, which gave beneficiaries the opportunity to make one change in the first three months of the year, if for whatever reason they were unhappy with the plan that they originally selected. Right. So if you make your decision for January 1st and you feel that you uh, want to change for whatever reason, you can change in January for a February effective date, in February for a March, and March for an April effective date with an open election period or right. OEP election. But when you choose your plan during the open enrollment period, October 15th to December 7th, it would technically be effective for January 1st. No, if you choose it during OEP, it mm-hmm. will be for the month after you choose 
No, I was talking yeah, about the, during the, the annual the, election the annual, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the A's yeah. and the O's yeah. are throwing us here. I tell you. Yeah, they yeah. are. <laughs> well, that no, that makes sense, and that's been around for how long again? The open enrollment for a couple of years now. I think we're going into year three of it being available again. Do you, and, and I, I apologize, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, do any of you have an idea of, like, the numbers of people that make those changes? Does it seem like that was it's a Good huge question. amount, or yeah. is it pretty pretty unusual? It's not as significant as you would think, but it is available, which is nice. At no, least that is nice. Off. I mean, because I think there's a lot of pressure. I mean, one of the things that brought us to bringing you on to talk about this, and we know that a lot of our listeners are, are yeah. very, they look at this like this is a mountain to climb, yeah. and if they know the right people to talk to and the right places to look, it certainly isn't. But knowing that yeah. there's a, a way out if we, quote-unquote, made a mistake, that's, right. that's, you know, right. that's, that's very Diana, important. Diana, tell us a little bit about how Medicare beneficiaries are notified of the changes to their existing plan and year and how they can become familiar with new plans if they choose to make a change. Oh, yeah, definitely. So usually during open enrollment period, um, like Lisa said, it usually starts from October, you know, October 1st, October 15th through December 7th. We have a lot of events, like community meetings that are available for um, the community. So seminars that will that we have that we talk about, like the products and all the changes that are going to be um, made for the plants for the coming year. So that's a perfect opportunity for a lot of the seniors to come and get that information. So we offer um, seminars and we offer we do events in the community and um, we also hand out a lot we also will do mailers that provide that information as well so that covers uh, and i've definitely seen advertisements for that type of activity yeah. and it makes us sort of think what about some of the folks that are in nursing homes or long-term care beneficiaries how are they what involvement can we offer you know ideas for those families that might have uh, people that are involved in that way well when it comes to long-term care facilities for the you know, senior centers and so forth. A lot of it has to do with engagement of our broker community with, for instance, the agents that are out there, uh, very similar to what Diana was talking about with events and so forth. Um, you know, it's common knowledge between the Medicare recipient community when the open enrollments happen, annual enrollment periods, things of that nature. So, you know, during the year, the, the our broker partners and our captive agents are out in the community with the centers of influence at these locations, and they're keeping them informed as much as possible with all the events that are going on, including the annual enrollment period, or open enrollment period, and if there's any of the special election periods that happen, you know, we have, uh, unfortunately, some of our natural disaster events that happen, like the hurricanes and what have you, they create Right. special election periods for members to enroll. So anything to do with any type of enrollment uh occurrences and so forth we try to keep with our partnerships with our brokers as well as our captives we try to keep everybody who is uh you know centers of influence at these locations well informed so that they can go ahead and cascade that information to their uh residents and so forth okay you know ronald maybe you could uh or ronald or randy either one of you maybe both of you talk a little bit about the difference between if you enroll as a straight medicare with a supplement versus rolling into a Medicare Advantage plan? Because we've talked about this many times on the show, Dr. Mark. Right. But uh, let, let's let our experts kind of explain that. Randy, you want to start that off? Sure. Uh, for someone who is enrolled in a supplement plan, that's good if they travel or if they're out of their local network or their local network. Um, so a supplement plan is good for someone like who travels. And an Advantage plan is really good for someone that stays local most of the time, um, doesn't mind getting a referral from their 
primary care physician, and they have their network of doctors right here in their local market. So it's a defined network, basically, under the Medicare Advantage. And what about the primary care physician? As a straight Medicare, you don't really have to pick a primary care, but you do in the Medicare Advantage space, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have to choose choose one. And why does that matter, uh, Ronald? So... To understand that, understand that when a member has, like, for instance, supplement plan, um, their first payee is Medicare. So, therefore, they can go to any doctor provider that accepts Medicare. Therefore, they're, as long as the provider accepts Medicare, they can go ahead and and uh, and, and and take them as their provider, and the supplement would pick up where the Medicare doesn't. Now, when you're with one Medicare Advantage plan, um, and that they are in a defined network. Uh, the reason why the providers are in a network is because it really uh, helps with cost all around. Um, whereas with, when you're on Medicare, you know, costs tend to be a little higher because you have the ability to go anywhere you want. With a defined network, all of these rates and, and costs have already been pre-negotiated with the doctor and the health plan. So therefore, that, that savings trickles down to the member. But the caveat, of course, is that Again, they have to stay within a defined network, so therefore they can take advantage of those savings. Gotcha, gotcha. Randy, I'm going to ask you to sort of do an intro of something we'll pick up in the next segment, but I'd really see if you can walk our listeners through the thought process of each eligible Medicare beneficiary needs to go through in deciding the best for them. We've we've hit you with a bunch of questions, but I'd like to give you a soapbox to sort of spread the word of what our listeners need to know instead of us trying to to read your mind. So we've got, you've got a uh, uh, you know, 30 seconds to a minute if you want an intro to that, and then we'll uh, take then a we'll quick come break back. and come yeah. back. Yeah. Um, well, the first step is to sit down with the benefit consultant. They're, they're the ones who are knowledgeable and experienced. And when we come back from break, I will be happy to share the rest. Okay, sounds great. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back to uh, talk to you guys. And thanks again for being here. Larry, we'll be right back. Yep, we'll be right back. Thanks, guys. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Mark Chayot, MD, practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education accepting all major insurance. 407-228-4774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Mark Chayot, MD practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education, accepting all major insurance. 407-228-4774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Mark Chayot, MD, 
practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education, accepting all major insurance. 407-228-4774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Mark Chayot, MD, practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education accepting all major insurance. 407-228-4774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com. Well, we've got your answer to navigating the healthcare world. Welcome to Healthcare Now. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. We're in the middle of a really important discussion about Medicare yes. benefits. We've got our experts from Cigna, and I hit Randy up with a little challenge as we went to the break. And I'm going to ask uh, Randy if you'll you'll pick up where we left off and talk about what the beneficiary really needs to make their make their best decisions. Sure. Thank you, Dr. Mark. Um, like I mentioned before the break, uh, the first step would be to sit down with a benefit consultant. Uh, the benefit consultants they're knowledgeable. They have experience. And what they will do is they will conduct a needs analysis to get a better understanding of what the personal health care needs are um, from the consumer. But keep in mind, these needs can be very different from those of your friends and family. Um, your neighbor may be on one plan and your next door neighbor on the other side may be on a different plan. So every plans are different. Um, but most consultants have extensive knowledge of all of the different plans in the consumer's service area and can help the consumer make an educated decision. Great. So they, and how do, they, how do they find those individuals? How do the consumers find the broker? How do the beneficiaries or, find an agent to talk to about all this stuff? Yeah. Probably the best referral. way is to call Randy or Diana and she can, <laughs> they can put you in touch with somebody in the area that can help. Gotcha, gotcha. And then, so, so Ronald, I mean, why don't you uh, throw us a few things that you would talk to beneficiaries about regards to, you know, what, what those differences might be. I mean, I suspect they're, you know, what your baseline healthcare needs are, what your pharmacy needs are, that kind of thing. And, and that'll sort of explain what Ronald was referring to. Kind of the process, yeah. Well, one of the key things that you want to keep in mind is that, first and foremost, these plans are annual. So every year it's important that our beneficiaries sit down with a benefit consultant to discuss even if they're major or minor, any changes that may be coming uh, with their current plan. Um, if the plan is something, if nothing is changing that is that is uh, going to get away from their health care needs, they can do nothing and they'll be automatically, uh, you know, on the plan for the following year. But if they do have some changes that they see that are not really meeting their needs and they end up either calling Diana or Randy and they get hooked up with one of our benefit consultants in the community, um, the things that they're going to review are things like their formulary changes if their prescription drugs are in the same tier 
They can have a drug that's on a generic tier one that now this year is tier two, so that's going to be more costly for them. Right. Uh, sometimes the doctors at their and their primaries and their specialists sometimes are no longer accepting on a plan. They're no longer on that directory for their existing plan, so they have to look at other options. Um, benefits like transportation. Uh, maybe one plan has a richer transportation, more rides, and so forth. So there's just a, a whole bevy of things that that when you sit down with a benefit consultant, their years of knowledge and experience, not only in Medicare as a whole, but specifically in the plan offerings that they have, because all these benefit consultants uh, not only have to be recertified every year uh, with centers of Medicare and Medicaid, but they have to be certified with all the plans that they represent, um, you know, Cigna being one of them, to make sure that they know all the benefits available for them so that they can speak with these prospective members and give them a real picture of what it is that they offer and see which one uh, may be the one for, to, to accommodate right. the health they need. It okay. may be their existing plan or it may be a new one. Exactly. Yeah, Lisa, talk about how important the role of the primary care can be in assisting uh, these Medicare patients in choosing the right plan for them. So we count on our providers to deliver quality health care and positive outcomes. When it comes to, you know, when it comes to the primary care physicians, they are um, we're, it, it, it's the most important role in, uh, in, in the entire dynamic. Um, when it comes to their insurance needs, we ask that they just simply defer, you know, to the benefit consultants to help with their patients in selecting, you know, the plan that's best and the best one that meets their needs. Great. I mean, that makes sense. I know that the uh, providers sometimes sort of get directed in what they're used to using, and I'm sure that they, similar to the beneficiaries, they get a lot of information yep. from the consultants. I mean, the things change, and and I think uh, as a provider, you know, we get busy doing other things. But as you say, it's the yeah. most important part of the. Well, plan. you know, Doctor Mark, let me ask you this. You know, you know that every physician doesn't take every insurance plan, right. so there right. are times when these Medicare plans are a, a primary care physician would only take certain plans. Right, right, and that I think that's when it becomes limited. Uh, if that patient wants to see that primary care physician, they have to choose a plan that he accepts. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, you know, on that note, I, mean, I want to give a, a bit of a plug and and uh, maybe ask Lisa to follow up on this. You know, Cigna is a five-star plan. That's correct. So explain what that means, because I think that fits right into what your comment. Lisa, if it's okay, I can go ahead and take that question. Yeah, go, go ahead, Diana. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so every year Medicare evaluates plans based on a five-star rating system. The system is based on quality and customer satisfaction, on things like preventative screenings and vaccinations, helping customers manage chronic conditions, customer experience ratings, customer service, drug safety and accuracy of drug pricing. So this is how a lot of our, this is how the five-star rating is evaluated. And Cigna has actually been a five-star plan for three consecutive years. So very, we're very proud, very, very, very proud yeah. of that, which is yeah. really nice because being a five-star plan that um, allows the member or the potential member to be able to enroll with us at any given time of the year. Right. So that's a really Even key component, AD. right? So they could mm-hmm. they could be on a plan that they're less than happy with and they'd be able to change over to Cigna no matter what, what month it is in the year. That That is correct. That's the benefit of being a five-star plan. So. I mean, with, yeah. Cigna, with Cigna right now, they can change at any time because we are five. So if you're Medicare, straight Medicare with a supplement and your situation changes, 
mid-year without having to be in the annual en- enrollment period, you can actually change over to Cigna. Definitely. Yeah, and I, yes. and I think that's okay. a super important message because we get yes. questions all the time. Uh, I think people feel like they're locked in, and it's very they easy are. for them to say, you yeah. know what, this isn't what I need, but doggone it, you know, I can't do anything. And there really are a number of, I mean, you've, you've talked about just today, we've talked about two pieces of information mm-hmm. I think a lot yeah. of beneficiaries don't right. know, that in the first three months you can make and a change. How would a beneficiary know what a five-star plan yeah, was? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I believe Cigna's the only five-star plan in the Orlando market right now, if I'm, I'm aware. Well, there's one other plan one that other? is a five-star okay. plan as well, but... Um, but yes, but Cigna yeah. is, we have been five-star yeah. plans. So for Dr. Years. Mark, that tells you how hard so it is to get that, that. Uh, right. qualification. Right, and I think that would bring a lot of confidence to folks. that Sure. Because let's be very clear. I mean, we don't expect any of the, the folks that are getting this insurance to be experts on, on their right. plans. Right. And, and I mean, it's something that we should want them to feel very comfortable asking questions and getting advice based on what their particular situations are, and they're going to really benefit from that. But to have a group like yours that can offer that information is right. tremendously valuable. Yeah. And you guys, you guys must be incredibly busy. I mean, we say, <laughs> "Hey, let, let's call, let's call Lisa." Especially well, being a five star right, plan, right? They can I market mean, all year long. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Is, is it that easy for the beneficiaries yeah. to reach out to you guys? You know, it absolutely is. We're here to help them. We are very busy, but we are very happy to hear from each and every one of them. Excellent. Uh, come, you know, come December 8th, when everybody heads off to vacation, yep. we're, we're here enrolling for the rest of the year. So it's, uh, it's a little bit of a different situation in the state of Florida. So but we're, me, we're here to serve. Great. So, you know, we want each one of you to just take about 45 seconds and talk to our listeners about what you think they need to know about their Medicare coverage. And I'd really like to, I think, Dr. Mark, and I'd like to hear from each one of you. Absolutely. So, Lisa, why don't you start that off, and then we'll go to Randy, Diana, and then Ronald. So I think um, I, I will start because there's just a lot of buzz and a lot of excitement in the air for what uh, Cigna's going to be offering in 2022. Um, I think you can expect some, some great benefit enhancements across the board. Um, our portfolio um, is expanding into into new counties. We've got a new product going out with um, you know counties due to the timing, obviously, of this call, um, Larry. Um, that's really all I can share with you at this time. But sure. if you'd like to invite us back after October first, we'll be happy. We to would share, love to uh, additional yep. good news with you. Okay, we would love to do that. We'll do a follow up. Okay, thank you, Randy. Mm-hmm. You want to jump in? What's your uh, what's your advice to our listeners? So for 2022, I want all of our listeners to know that Cigna Medicare will be in 22 counties with 22 plans in the year 2022. So we are growing rapidly. We're expanding in multiple counties for 2022. And one thing that I really want the the listeners to understand is that whatever your neighbor is on, whatever their plan is, may not be the best plan for them. So they really need to compare the different plans out there and make the best choice for their wants and needs. Now that, that's a great point because we do try to find a, a sense of complacency and, and there are certain things that we don't like to do. We don't like to uh, you know file our taxes and change our health care plans. It seems to be a drudgery, but you guys are making it yeah. sound a lot easier. They are. So so let's see. We got. Uh, I think we're up to Diana? Ronald, and so we have to apologize to Diana because she's going to have a tough one to come up with new information. Right. Ronald, go, go ahead and throw out <laughs> your two cents. 
Yeah, no problem. Uh, absolutely. I, and I think the biggest thing that I take away from this call has to be, again, that knowledge is key. And that, again, I reiterate, every year these plans change. So it's important that you sit down with a benefit consultant to go over not only just the benefits that you have on your existing plan, but to make sure that there's no other plans out there that actually have maybe some benefits this year uh, that weren't available last year. Um, again, like I said, important formulary changes, provider changes, and most importantly, the cost of the plan itself, co-payment. So yep. again, you know, as Lisa stated, you know, uh, and and my colleague stated, uh, we are particularly a five-star plan. Uh, we're home, uh, a, a household name. So we'll be more than happy to come back when we're able to talk more detail Great. about our benefits. And thank okay. you. And and, and before then, Diana yeah. speaks, I want to just say we've been been kind of covert here. So yep. the the rule is you know, federally mandated that we can't talk about what's going to be offered until October until October first. So that's, we're not trying to no, no one's trying to be sneaky year, or anything. Mark, that's, right. that's just a that's, right. that's just the law. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll follow that at least as Absolutely. long as we can. Diana, take it away. Definitely. So my I suggest that our that all of our seniors or Medicare eligible out there to, you know, knowledge is power. So I agree that um, you need to go in and actually do your research. A good place to start is the Medicare New Handbook, which is mailed to all Medicare households each fall. It includes a summer of Medicare benefits, rights, and protections. Um, it includes a list of health and drug plans and answers to frequently asked questions. So I would definitely start there, look into, like, the different plans, um, and choose Cigna because we are fine. <laughs> well, thank you, Diana. And guys, we are running out of time, but we have thoroughly enjoyed talking to you today. And again, once uh, open enrollment starts uh, in early October, we will have you guys back on to talk more definitively about the Cigna Medicare program. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for being with us today. Yeah, thanks okay. a lot. Really, really great work. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Thanks me. a lot. We'll be right back. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Mark Chayot, MD, practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education accepting all major insurance. 407-228-4774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. That was a great and very informative conversation with our experts from Cigna. Really appreciate them all being there. And, you know, there were... Just for our listeners, you know, we had four of them on the line, right? And they were call-ins, right? And they did a really good job not stepping. They was, did that, not stepping not on each one. other's toes. Oh. But we're going to have a couple of yep, them back. Absolutely. You know, open enrollment starts October fifteenth, right? But they can't announce their actual new benefits until October one, right? Absolutely. So we want to have them back and talk specifically about Cigna's offering as we get more into the Medicare yep. program. No, I think it'll be really helpful. But that was a great yeah. couple of segments. Absolutely, you know. absolutely. Well, let's jump into uh, last segment of this Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm.
talking about a number of different things yep. of interest, you know, things in the news. And I want to start off with uh, Walmart Health. Yep. So, so those two words together, Walmart Health, is kind of kind of something you really didn't think you were going to hear. But they're uh, the all kidding aside, they yep. are looking to hire yep. physicians and dentists for local yep. local uh, clinics. Right. Well, you know, in other parts of the country, Walmart Health already has about 100 clinics across the country in selected uh, Walmart uh, uh, stores around the country. Yeah, we've we've spoken to their their medical director in the past. Yeah, their medical director. And even looked at, you know, how how our physician group might get involved in that. Our involved. Because you you can look at it as it's either going to be competition or something that you can work with. Nothing really came of the conversation. No. Well, I think at that time they weren't really ready to come into Florida. But now Walmart is seeking primary care doctors and dentists in the Metro Orlando area to staff up their Walmart health concept. Yeah, they're looking at opening four locations. Yep. And uh, offering a, a number of different things, including primary care, right. x-rays, audiology. Um, so it's sort of, uh, I mean, if you take away the name, it's going to be just basically a little uh, outpatient medical facility uh, with, with different offerings. So it'll be interesting to see how yep. that goes. I think it's easy yep. to uh, poke holes in yep. anything new. Right. But well, you know, Walmart already, they have their pharmacies. Sure. They have their uh, eye clinics. Yeah, that, well, that's how all these groups get yeah, into it, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, with the yeah. exception of Amazon, but right. I mean, looking looking at CVS, Walgreens, now Walmart, they they kind of got yep. they yep. got their foot in the door with healthcare products yep. and pharmacy, and now are looking at these other services. So, right. so we're going to learn a lot about that going forward, and we'll definitely yep. keep an eye on that yep. and bring it back and. And if our uh, any of the listeners have any experiences with this groups, so I'd love to hear from. Yeah, them. have them call in. Yeah. So I'd, I'd like to bring up a uh, sort <laughs> Are of. Are we going to beat up United Healthcare? I think a little we more? have to, and you know, <laughs> and I, I want to say that we don't have have any sponsors here that right. uh, that are that cover on the insurance side. We just had That's a great right. talk with the Cigna folks, but we brought them in mm-hmm. because they're a five star Medicare provider, and we thought they would represent very well, right. and they did. Well, I think the big issue was the lack of reimbursement for the vaccine administration. Right. Remember that early yes, on. That we talked about that yes, last week. Absolutely, yeah. But aside from that, United has done some things that I think fit right into value-based care. No question. Meaning moving out of the hospital mm-hmm. and imaging where it's a more reasonable cost. Right. And, and uh, even outpatient surgeries. And that actually impacted you, didn't it, Dr. Martin? Absolutely. And, yeah. and they've, they've uh, made statements you know, from their coverage standpoint to push these in the right direction. They've also purchased other companies that are in those spaces and I think that's sort of the, where the uh, the hashtag Welcome that we'll bring to up that, that came up in one of my uh, medical news feeds is hashtag cartel. You know, we're we're right. looking at the earnings of United Health Records, three point three billion dollar profit in the second quarter. In the second quarter alone, sixty point six billion dollars Q two earnings up eight yep. percent. I mean, Optum. Which is almost, one of their parent companies. Yeah, well, right. Yeah. Well, actually, Op- Optum has is a number of companies. Mm-hmm. Optum owns 292 companies, all of which are part of United Healthcare's 636 292 companies. 292 companies. Right. So, so it's this big. I mean, it's well, it, they came huge. into Orlando and bought up a lot of the outpatient surgery centers. Yes, they did. If yes, you remember, yep. I think so, it was SCA they bought. Right. So yep. United Healthcare is now number six in the Fortune 500. Wow. They own, like we just said, over 630 companies, and Optum RX is one of the three biggest 
pharmacy groups that besides CVS, Caremark, and Express Scripts. So, I mean, yeah. it's But it's there's huge. another piece of this, Dr. Mark, that uh-huh. is interesting. Optum owns 50,000 physicians. Yep. And we should say they any, employ. I, don't, I mean, we're They on. employ. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, 50,000 physicians, more than anyone in the U.S., including Kaiser. Yep. Yep. 50,000. 50,000 physicians. That's pretty, pretty incredible. Yep. So we have to uh, we have to pay homage to their uh, financial success, no doubt. Yep. But uh, it's also a little scary to see those numbers. I yep. mean, I mean, I would say the only relief piece here is when we start talking about the overall health care costs in America, and we wonder how we might be able to trim them back. We can look at some really big players that account for a yep. lot of that money, and maybe uh, yep. you know find a way to work with them. Yep. And by the way, before we get into our next topic, I wanted to mention you know we just did two segments on Medicare and seniors. There has been uh, an agent, see, it's an Orlando Secret Service special agent in charge, a gal by the name of Carolyn O'Brien, that is actually leading webinars and seminars around. They actually did one on the fourteenth in the Altamont Springs area, talking about the $3 billion that seniors were scammed last year in different scams uh, that come up, whether it's on the phone, whether it's on the Internet or whatever. Right. Can you imagine, Dr. Mark, $3 billion a year? No, I do. I mean, we all get yep. those phone calls, yep. or I don't know if you ever sat down in front of your computer and got a warning that you had just been taken hostage yep. and you have to pay. Yep. It looks very real oh without and, a doubt and there's yep. no question that you can see how yep. folks that are you know just a little more vulnerable than you and well, i you know might, i might think i mentioned to you that when my dad lived with us for eight years before he passed away in 2016 we had to have him stop answering the telephone yeah because he had a little dementia and he would agree to whatever anybody wanted right. to sell him on the phone right no it's it's, it's frightening well that's yeah. great that very this group, frightening this group is is available and i know they do more yep. they they had a they had an event uh, on the 14th, yep, and they, they have other events. Yep. Um, if you have any questions, you can call them at 407-863-0325. And, I mean, or email you, them. You can email them at savannah, that's with two N's, at northstarsa.com. And it's free, Dr. Mark. Yeah, it's free. No, It's yeah, free. Yeah, yeah. Yep. No, that'd be good. That'd be that'd be very interesting. Yeah. I'd like to. We'll post that on our website. That's a good idea. Okay. That's a good idea. I'd be okay. interested to see, you know, what type of information they're seeing, you know, the at that, at that increase in 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 whether it's telephone and what yep. area is the most yep. critical. So yep. that's that's really amazing. I know we're jumping around a lot, but we got a lot of interesting stuff going on. Talk to us about Google in Mayo Clinic. So they are teaming up to develop artificial intelligence that will aid in the mapping of the connections in the brain for neurostimulation treatments, among other things that they're working together. Yeah, okay. But, but they really are looking at uh, treating movement disorders like Parkinson's. Okay, for Parkinson's, As well as yeah. possibly other okay. psychiatric illnesses okay. and, other than movement. And we did a little piece on AI the other day, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, a no. couple of shows well, ago. There's no doubt that, that, again, AI is not just the you know, future of the world and robots taking over, um, but it's really about the ability to look at huge amounts of data and come up with the right decision tree instantly. And in in medicine, in transportation, 
Um, you know, as as we start looking at you know cars speaking to cars, mm-hmm. that's all AI. That's right. So so it's all that type of communication. Yeah. So we it certainly sure do have a lot sure. of Tesla cars having accidents here recently too. Yeah. Right? Well, We've I mean, again, <laughs> we have a lot more non-Tesla cars having accidents. So that's true. So yeah, it all it all kind of right. depends on on Good where point. you're looking at that's it. That's a great but, point, Doctor. But Martin. but I do think that seeing these groups like Google working with the the medical mm-hmm. science. Yep. Makes perfect sense. With I think Mayo there, Clinic. Yeah. yeah, there there are a lot of you know. Quite frankly, there's a lot of investors out there that are looking for corporations, maybe even at the startup level, that are working with AI for for basically everything, anything that you can imagine. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's sort of the buzzwords today are AI and blockchain yep. of that's of right. how we're that's going right. to manage things. And again, it's all about managing huge amounts of information almost instantaneously. So that that'll be that'll be yeah, exciting. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of a uh, lot of information there. And then there was a, a FDA court order deadline recently. You know, we had talked about how that only 15 percent of America now are smokers. Yep. But if you recall, over 15 percent are now doing the vaping. Yes. And so they're trying to change the rules to where you can't buy vaping products until you're 21. But also they want to take the rigorous application of these products and make them much more demonstrated that the public health value. And they're actually looking at that uh, this month. Hmm. I wonder how yeah. that's going to play out. Cause we, I we, did, we had a, a, a lot of discussion on one of our early shows about vaping yeah. and about Juul uh, specifically. Didn't we and have a physician on, on I, there? That you know, we, we talked had about someone that? from the American Cancer Society. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. And she yeah. spoke, she spoke about yeah. the numbers, the incredible numbers of of teenagers that were vaping and you know i i thought that the actual products though not maybe not the mechanism you had to be 21 to buy the actual products right but you can actually buy a vape stick at any age at 18 at at 18 at 18 18. okay now that'll be yeah we we, you know it hasn't but you can go on these uh high school campuses and you see these kids oh yeah for sure no it's it's pretty much everywhere i mean it's uh i mean definitely something that we don't have enough information on and is is very concerning like it's not uh, i think in in certain countries they really pushed vaping to get rid of smoking sure. but it may be you know the old out of the frying yeah. pan into the yeah. fire we just we we just don't know right. yet so right. that's that's but, an issue. you know vaping to me is that's just stupid doctor <laughs> We try not to be too opinionated. Uh, I try. But we don't, I we don't try. want to offend our yeah. vapors out there. And I mean, I would like to believe that people who started vaping to stop smoking, right. that I'd like to, and I don't know. I mean, right. I'd like to believe agree. that that's something positive. Yeah. But if it makes it easier for people to pick up a habit that's clearly not good well, for when you. Well, when you've seen some of the extreme cases where people have died. As a result of vaping, sure, sure, you there's no, no question. But yeah. but yeah. again, I mean, looking that they there's some science behind that too. Yeah, um, and yep. they they do need to control the products that are out there. I mean, all the all the uh, vaping issues and the teenage deaths were related to black market yep. in or black market products that had right. some bad stuff in it. So that's definitely of concern. But at the same time, just the the idea that it's easier for someone to start vaping than smoking, quite frankly, yeah, yeah. they can get away with it easier. You yeah. don't smell the the vaping as much as you do yeah. the smoking. Yeah. So the, the kids, you know, when we're in high school and people go yeah. to the bathroom and light up a cigarette, it's a whole different ball game out right. there, you know? Right. That's so, a dangerous thing, if you ask me. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I, I can I can get your I'm, I'm hearing you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's definitely definitely concerning. We have to keep an eye yeah. on that. You know, we're we're getting short on time, but. 
What a great conversation we had with our Medicare guest today. Yeah, I think that was really uh, helpful. Cigna. Hopefully, uh, we let a little more clear understanding to the options of Medicare. And I think we're going to get into more in that once we get the open enrollment period going because they can release their benefits October yeah, 1. Right. And we can talk about that more. But Yeah. And I think, you know, the takeaway for me more than anything was that, that people's, they have entire careers in educating the yep. public. Yep. Now, I know they, they get paid to right. do this, but it's a great, great, great service. And I don't think that anyone should have a Medicare policy without speaking to someone about the options. Absolutely. I, I've had the opportunity to work yep. with a, a family member trying to get them on a plan that, that would fit them better. Okay. And working, we talked about working with the primary care physicians. Right. And that's one angle. But I, I tell you, as you said, not not every physician takes every plan. That's right. That's so I right. think it's that would be the, the takeaway message of today. Uh, today's show so. is make sure if you are getting a Medicare product or anyone in your family is, is that you spend the time to reach out to a broker yep. and just make it happen. Right. And the last thing, Dr. Mark, get your vaccination. Absolutely. Booster it's been if you a great it. show today, Dr. Mark. Absolutely. We'll talk to you next talk week. To, see you next week. Thanks. Do you feel better now? We hope you do. Join us again next week for Healthcare Now. For a podcast of this program, go to theanswerorlando.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.